podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this evening I'm joined by Kevin Graham and Colin Watt to look back on yet another defeat. It seems to be the same old, same old. We're now looking at two wins in nine. Uh, Another 4-1 hammering. Kevin, I'll come to you first of all. Talk me through that second half. Oh, Jesus! I say, fucking always look on the bright side of life, eh? Uh, <laughs> mean, what else can we do? This is like, this is like fucking Groundhog Day every time you watch Celtic, especially in Europe, eh? It's, Jesus, we've been spattered with the better side all game, and we've just been schooled off a manager in boot-cut jeans. It's probably got a Top Gear album in his fucking Volvo. Jesus, what's, what's going on, eh? It's, oh, we were terrible. That first half, we were absolutely rank rotten. We've got no shape, no nothing. I mean, only, the only bit of brilliance all night was Eddie Scone. That, mm-hmm. was, only bit, that was only bit the night. The setting, the, the setting half, we, we pushed, we tried, but we absolutely created T-Hall. They were the better team all night, and I've got no arguments with, with the scoreline, truthfully. Two, it's a back-to-back drubbing, uh, 4-1, home and away. Uh, We were looking at all the excuses under the sun at Celtic Park. Surely it won't happen again. We took the lead tonight. 15 minutes in, everything's looking rosy. It's the simple, simple errors time and time again that are absolutely killing us. But, I mean, it's difficult to highlight one issue in that team. The team, at this moment in time, are in absolute shambles. It's actually difficult to say, well, we have no partnership at the back. We don't know who uh, is going to start up front. The midfield are all over the place. Scott Brown, for me, should have been hooked at half-time. It took Neil Lennon another 20 minutes. Unsurprisingly, it's got to be said, unsurprisingly, to make that change. Um, I was sitting there, Kevin, on 78 minutes, and yet another free kick was awarded and I'm looking at Ryan Christie stepping up to take it 
and I've got no confidence that he's going to find a man with a free kick. 79 minutes on the park, uh, 60 seconds after we've had possession, a simple through ball. Hamid fails once again, shades of Ferenc Varos. Um, by the way, Encham failed to track Eulish, which was really really poor defending by Encham. We're 3-1 down, same old, same old, and only then... Um, you know, two minutes later, do we make that substitution? But it's like for like again. Eddie was done. You know, I think when you're looking at his goal, Kevin, and also the chance that we we crafted on the 65th minute, where, where he should have really scored, and that's got us back in the game. But it's fine margins, and then we fall to pieces. This is the thing: we fall to pieces. I mean, with regards to Bain, right, you're looking at that final goal, 4-1, just to make it even more embarrassing. But he already warned us six minutes before that, that he was ready to sell the jerseys, because he almost did it on the edge of the box when him and Julien looked as though they'd never met each other before. It's the same old story. What frustrated me tonight, Kevin, I looked over on 81 minutes when we're 3-1 down, and you know, Neil Lennon cut a forlorn figure. He, he looked alone. He looked isolated. But John Kennedy made sure he was looking nice and warm. We snood on, you know, sitting on his wee chair there. I am sick of the sight of that guy in the Celtic dugout. Um, I mean, Neil Lennon takes all the flack. I've given him loads. You know what? It's a team effort. And he is doing nothing to back up the gaffer as far as I can see. No, it looks like he's chucking the gaffer under the bus, eh? It really doesn't. It looks like over to you, doing... over to you, Neil. You know, sort it yeah. out, Neil. It looks like he's chucking the gaffer under the bus, and it looks like uh, it looks that way. It looks like it has been that way for weeks. I mean, you, you look at the night. You've got the Brown McGregor pivot, and there was one point in the second half. Both of them broke forward, and I'm going. Well, if you've got two guys sitting there, one of these has got to stay back. There's just there's no when, when we were out there when we were out. When we did the hover the ball tonight, we went to a four-four-two shape, and it was quite clear Moy and Ryan Christie didn't know what they were meant to be doing when we went to the four-four-two shape. The left spot are with too, too, too much space up there. I mean, do we expect anything else now? Do we really expect anything else? Personally, no. No, I don't no, actually. We didn't expect anything else. We went one nothing up the night, and I'm going, oh, wait a minute, that might give us a wee bit of a boost. But let, let's not be... Let's, it didn't give us a boost at all. It was give Sparta a toe up the arse. And next to you, can they dominate and deservedly go in front in half-time? Uh, we're not close enough. Are the team shades not close enough? We didn't seem well coached. That side seems a very well, a decent organised side. And for, the worry for me was the fact is as soon as they scored the third goal, that fourth goal was coming. We knew that fourth goal was coming because that team's head's completely gone. It doesn't matter who you put in there. The team's, come, the team's head's completely away. The confidence is absolutely shot. When that happens, Colin, and you're looking at, as I say, it's difficult to actually pinpoint um, specific areas because you could go through that entire team. It's shambolic at the moment. We spoke about uh, leading up to the game when Stevie was uh, on the Axon Bulletin this afternoon. We spoke about the goalkeeper. Who is our number one? Is there any doubt in your mind that Scott Brown needs to take a back seat now? Sorry, we're talking about the number one. Scott Bain needs to take a back seat. That's Scott Bain, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but that's we said that before the game started we all knew that there, there was very few Celtic fans out there that would have said that Scott Bain should have been the number one goalkeeper I even said it just as I was getting cut off at the, the end of the, the pre-match when 
we signed Barkas, we signed him as the number one. Lennon made the point of coming out and saying he will be my number one goalkeeper this season. But what did he do to justify the fact now that Scott Bain seems to be the number one pick? I said it the other day as well. It's doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. Einstein says that's what is insanity. And it is insanity that we've got results like that again tonight. You shouldn't give, be getting beat 4-1 home and away by a side like that. Yeah, they're a good side, but come on. It's embarrassing. It really is. It's shocking. I, I, I watched the game on DAZN, which is a Canadian which is a Canadian channel, eh? And the and the commentator was pushing himself, laughing at us. See, at half time, he couldn't believe how bad we were. He could not believe it. And I'm going, well, that's somebody who's got no skin in our game whatsoever. He's just sitting in a booth in some studio in Toronto. Yeah. You're, you're commentating on Celtic. Um, well, that's the thing, Kevin. To the you know the casual observer, Celtic are a shambles. They've been a shambles for some time. They've now won two and nine. It looks as though the only ten in a row we're going for is two and ten uh, this weekend. I mean, we are watching the demoralisation of a football club that's dominated the Scottish game for a whole decade, and the signing, the warning signs have been there for weeks, if not months, and no one is going to act. We are watching it unfold in front of our eyes. And, you know, the the time was some weeks ago to make the change. Two 4-1 defeats at, you know, really a level spot of Prague. We shouldn't be getting beat. You know, an aggregate result of 8-2 back in the day, that would have been absolutely horrific. It is horrific, times two. So, you know, we've been talking all week and, and for the last several weeks, Kevin, about a change. I mean, you can change the goalie, you can bring in Barkas, you can change the centre half. Julien, near the end of that game, was tiring. He started getting into a battle with Eulish. Did you notice that? The same mm-hmm. old battle that we've seen him getting involved in before. One minute, Duffy's the Messiah comes in, then he's, he's an absolute flop. Then we're screaming for Julien to come in. I thought Julien had a very good first half, but he, it was clear that he was tired. You know, so the, the required changes are not being made, and they're not being made quick enough as I say at 78 minutes we're chasing the game and the substitute's only made after we lose another goal and it's only made on the 81st minute and it's like for like so the shape remains the same so going back to your point Colin the same errors are being made time and time again by the players and by the manager and every day longer that no change is made at the very top the same mistakes have been made by this board of directors now if they sit back and watch this we've already been bounced out of two competitions this season we're going into another competition at the weekend everybody keeps saying you know we've got a quadruple treble I heard it in the commentary tonight this is a team that's lost one game in the calendar year we never played for months I mean let's be honest right this is a team that's won 11 domestic trophies in a row they're going for a quadruple triple treble you're resting on your laurels you're living off past glories this is a team that's in a terrible rut and the only way to get out of that rut isn't by changing the goalie which I would by the way it isn't by playing two up front it isn't by dropping Brown which again I would because he was shocking in the first half it's a bigger change that's required because you need to breathe breathe some new life into the side the only way to do that is with a change that camera image of Kennedy just sitting there making sure he was warm over to you Neil that will live with me that's a terrible image and I think that's something that we've been suspicious of all season Neil Lennon's going to take the brunt because that's what this game is Colin you know if you're the gaffer you take the brunt of it but I don't I think there's players out there and I think there's members of his coaching staff that are not helping him 
But Paul, what more can you say? How long have we been going on making this point? This point's been made now for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. And the the board just seem happy to continue with the way it's going. They can't see past the situation that we're in right now. When you take a look at the results that got Tony Mowbray the sack, they weren't anywhere near as bad as this. When you take a look at the results that got John Barnes the sack, they weren't anywhere near as bad as this. Barnes has lost four, or was winless in four when he got sacked. Mowbray was roughly about the same. If we let this go on too long, the season's over. For me, I don't hold a lot of hope now, because I can't see... The point where this turns round. No, and there's no sense. Half, we said at half time we had to make the change then, and that never happened. It was 20 minutes. Until, yeah, 20 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a positive change. You bring on Rogic for Brown, it's a good change. It's a more attacking change. It's what I said at half time. You've really got to keep them on the back foot because at times when we had the ball, as, as Kevin was saying, they, they looked sort of average in the first half when we had the ball. But do you leave. You're meant to use your strengths to your advantage and cover for your weaknesses. Our weaknesses at the minute is in the defence and we're leaving them exposed. That third goal, I mean, the boy was totally unmarked at the back post. He's got five goals in two games against us. It says it all. And then when you do make the change, it's like for like again. You take off Eddie and you bring on Klamala. Even at 3-1, go for it. If, as I said at half time, if you go there and we lost four or five one, but we had chance after chance after chance and we were really going for it, then right, okay, you had a go. But it just felt as if we were just trudging our way towards full time tonight. Absolutely. I mean, we're looking at a situation, Kevin. I remember after the Ferenc Varos game, Colin was calling for the gaffer. At that point, we then had a special guest on after the Rangers game, Anthony from the Four Tims podcast. He was calling for the gaffer's head after the Rangers game. I had the audacity at half time against Aberdeen at Pataudry to say that he had 45 minutes to change his, uh, t- turn this round and save his, save his job. Weeks have passed since then two further defeats in Europe um, have been levied out by a side that Stephen Craig had the, the cheek to say weren't as good as Celtic Celtic are a better side than Sparta Prague where about? They've beaten us 4-1 on two occasions, that's just ludicrous chat, so let's look at the, the, the bones of this Kevin we've gone out there and been embarrassed once again in Europe does it change anything? Because all we've heard all week is that there's a togetherness. We're all in this together, right? We're being hysterical. I'll, I'll tell you what, we're more subdued than hysterical this evening. Nobody's been hysterical. The changes that need to be made are more than changing a goalie or more than changing a centre-half. Does this change anything, Kevin Graham? No, it won't change anything. I think the board are going to be completely stubborn and back their man until it's far too late. I says after the Aberdeen game that I didn't expect um, any changes to get made because it would then be admitting, admitting that they got it so far wrong. I mean, come on, this is how low we've actually got. We're actually admitting John Barnes could have been right all along that he was harshly treated as Celtic man. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Is that, is, that how, is that how low we actually are that we can go, oh, maybe Barnes has got a point here, eh? But the board, well, let's get onto this board. Let's get onto Peter Wall. They say we're a European club. No, we're not a European club. We've just been bashed out. We are probably the worst results since Neutrus Elzamax in the early 90s. What two horrendous performances against a team where we really should be the better side against them, eh? We've made two Champions Leagues in nine years. We've had a nine-year head start on a Rangers team, which is now better than us. We've had 18 months of a complete and utter regression under Peter Lowell's watch, and he's still backing the wrong decision. He's still backing the wrong horse. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's like a gambler chasing his losses now. Cut your losses and leave the bookies. Get out the bookies. You're just going to lose your wages. Kevin, I don't get it because when you look at it, we, we keep going on about how the board are businessmen. They run Celtic as a PLC instead of a football club. But when you look at the decisions that they've made, when you bring in someone like Neil Lennon, he's cost us two Champions League qualifications. The transfers, when we do them too late, cost us European money. The amount of money that the board's lost as opposed to gained must be incredible. That's not running a, a place as a business. So... <laughs> It's, it's all right getting a big big deal with Adidas because it's fine because we're winning, winning everything domestically and I'm never going to take what we've done domestically for granted. I'm not sitting here talking with some sense of entitlement. No. But it's easy it's easy to get a £5 million deal with Adidas when you've got 60,000 season ticket holders and you're doing well domestically. That's fine. That's that's a minuscule part of your job. Your job is, as I've says, I says the other day on Monday, there, we're good at the business of football, but bad at football business. And this is, and this is proving it. I think what we need to do uh, tonight, because obviously it's uh, a very disappointing night in history, the European history of Celtic Football Club, like you said, Kevin, you think back to some of the really embarrassing defeats. There's been a few in the modern age, actually. You went back to Zamax. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed when PSG do us over or Barcelona do us over. But you know what? At least we're on that level. What I mean, at least we're playing Champions League. We're, we're miles away from there. Miles. miles. Now, um, a comment has come through via YouTube, FBS013. Quite a catchy uh, name there Brilliant uh, Your avatar's pretty good as well If the coaching team are not doing the business Then you get rid This is a great point Fergie did it every three or four years I think we've used Fergie as a benchmark And as an example over the last couple of weeks About how he used to change his assistants He used to change his coaches It's true um, Neil Lennon is in a situation at the moment Where I don't feel he has got the authority to do that I mean that there I'm taking quite a lot from the game And unfortunately a lot of it is negative Now that's 
not um, our agenda. That's the narrative. I keep saying this, Colin. We are influenced by what's happening on the park. That's the narrative. We don't go out to be negative. Um, when you're watching that tonight, I'm struggling to find a positive. But I'm looking at the um, the figure in Neil Lennon, and I really, really feel for him on 81 minutes. It's 3-1, and we've just gone 3-1 down. He's already looking at a situation where people are calling for his head. And John Kennedy's sitting there. There's a point coming through, actually, from one of the viewers. It's almost as if he's just thinking, you know, that's me closer to the top job. Get rid of a lot of them. Not one of them deserve to be at Celtic. Not one of them. No, but that, that's the thing. If you do get rid of the manager, then realistically, you've got to take the backroom team with them. You've got to have 100%. start. There's 100%. No point in continuing to keep doing that. If you take a look at Hearts over the last couple of seasons, Craig Levine hanged around in the background and it put off a lot of the managers that came through there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a fresh start and have a complete fresh start, I don't think Celtic or Kennedy anything. They've stuck by him for years and years. Maybe he's a fantastic youth coach. Maybe there's a youth job for him. I don't know what his speciality is meant to be. But the fact that he stayed when the, uh, Rogers and the, list, the rest of them left, did Rogers really want to take him? Who knows that? Well, yeah, but then you're, you're getting dragged in, Colin, like you're trying to say here. You're getting dragged into sentimentality. You're, you're giving somebody yeah. loyalty, you, yeah, because they were loyal to you. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's not working. It's not well, working. Anybody what, can see that. I tell you what, Paul, would you be surprised if he's the person that leads the team out on Sunday? I will be, I will be, I'd be shocked. I mean, that is such a regression, if he is. It's such no, a regression. I'm, I'm not saying that we'd get it on a full-time basis, but... Would you be surprised that if Lennon was to get the sack, that Lawwell didn't ask him to take the game on Sunday? Because I can't see he's bringing somebody in between now and then. Listen, Colin, if there's no contingency, I've said this before, if there's no succession planning, um, then we're in a, a worse state than I thought we were now. Barca boy, welcome back to the show, Barca boy. Uh, one of these times we're going to have loads of positivity and loads of nice things to talk about. Tonight is not that night. Why is it that Kennedy and the players are not engaging with Lenny? I said at half time, we watched Neil Lennon kick every ball in that first half, Colin. We've seen it. You know, he was back to the Neil Lennon of old where he's he's bawling out instructions. You could hear him. You could hear him shouting at Ollie um, and Cham, telling the guys where to be. You could see that. And that's the kind of um, enthusiasm that we expect from Neil Lennon. But he did cut a forlorn figure standing there on his own. And when I look behind him, I'm wondering how far behind him John Kennedy is. Has he got his back? Um, because, as I say, you know, Neil Lennon's a manager. If there's a change made, he's the guy that's going to lose his job. I think the coaching staff, barring Stevie Woods, need to all go. This is not going to change. I agree. I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree, I can't disagree with it either, but I don't think it will actually happen. Uh, I agree wholly with Colin, as if a change gets made, Gavin Stratton and his iPad and John Kennedy will still be there, whatever happens. I, I, I do hold, what, I do. what makes you believe that, Kevin? What makes you believe that, though? Because they're, they're failing in their, their core duty um, of the job that they're employed to do. So why should they stay? If Neil Lennon goes, listen, I would feel hugely aggrieved at this moment in time if I was in Neil Lennon's shoes because I don't think he's getting the backup that he requires. He needs help out there. He needs help out there tonight, right? If he can't fashion a change, if he can't see it, Colin, like everybody else has seen it, we called it at half time. Brown was having a nightmare in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, four four occasions I counted where he's to blame for us losing the ball and one of them ended up in a goal. Now if Neil Lennon can't make that change, he is relying on somebody right behind him and his coaching staff to say to him, 
we need to make that change because this is costing us this game. It's costing us Europe. And we're going into the weekend and Ross County are going to fancy an upset. Why wouldn't they? Paul, we, we said this yesterday when we were speaking about it, when the whole banner situation came out and we're saying that in the, the statement that the, the Green Brigade made, no one has any ill feelings towards Neil Lennon as a player and as a previous manager and even for what he's done right up until this season, everybody back it, like supports what he's done and they're thankful for what he's done. But there comes a time when a manager's time at a club is over. No manager stays at a club forever. And at that point, we have to lose the the sentimental attachment that we have to him and just admit that, look, we can't go any further with how it's going right now and make that change. It's not hating Lennon. It's no. just trying to do what's best for Celtic football club. See, see when I saw that see when I saw that banner yesterday, I actually felt a bit bad because I've been on this podcast, on this show, talking to thousands of people saying I want a change. Okay? But see when I saw that that made it feel real to me. I'm like, mm, does does that really sit right with me? No, no, because the Green Brigade done it. I just went actually seeing it there in black and white made it seem more real to me than what, me sitting here talking away. And I was going, that doesn't feel right to me. That doesn't feel right to me as a Celtic fan. And this is a centre mentality. So I went into the, tonight's game going, right, the board have made the decisions. They're going to back Neil. I've got to back him as well. But then after about 35 minutes, I'm going, this is utter dung once again. They can't just keep on sitting. He can't keep on just like, putting out the same team, getting them to do the same things and expecting it to work. There's something rotten in the state of Lennoxton. Something's absolutely stinking in the state of Lennoxton and it needs sorted. You know what happens? Sorry, Colin, on you go, pal. When you say about, when you see the banner in black and white, now if Celtic had a game, if Celtic were at home at the weekend, you would expect the Green Brigade to do something like that because they try and put their points across to the board. Now, the, the only way they believed that they could get their point across was to do that banner. Whether you agree with it or not, they're putting their point across. We all have our own points. We all come in here on the comments and make our points. We come on the shows and make our points. And look, how else were they meant to do it? They wanted to get their point across. They wanted the board to see the feeling that they had. And when you look at it, I, I can't disagree with the point that they're making. Nathan Call, welcome to the show, Nathan. You are commenting on YouTube to say there is absolutely no signs that we are going to improve as each game goes by. We are here saying the same things. I'm fed up watching that pish now, week in, week out. I had to say the word pish because no one says it better than Tommy Sheridan said it yesterday. Um, and I'm not sure if Nathan is talking about... I'm not sure if uh, Nathan Call's talking about Axom and he's sick of watching this pish week in, week out <laughs> or if he's talking about Celtic because I think we, we basically reflect what's happening on the park we need to talk about that pish Nathan I just want to say pish one more time we see no no improvement we see absolutely no improvement we see no improvement in the decision making from professionals who are at an international level I mean El Hamid Colin go back to the Ferenc Varos game the game you and I watched from this studio and he was the guy obviously that um sold the jerseys at the end it was a speculative punt through the middle of the park that any defender worth their salt at any level has to deal with he failed to deal with it that night he failed to deal with it tonight now that is inexcusable on an individual level but we got absolutely destroyed 4-1 tonight now I've seen a lot of people Jim Orr 
who's one of our pundits, um, who I respect a lot, said that, you know, we shouldn't even be sending a, you know, a first 11 to a game like this when we should send some of the guys that are on the fringes. I totally disagreed with them. Um, would, would they have done any worse than 4-1? They probably wouldn't have, but... Uh, but you can't, we can't just disregard Europe. That's where we want to get measured. We want to get measured in a European space. And look at the fixtures that we've had. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be out with two, with two games left. We've had two home games. And we really shouldn't be out this, this group with two games left, but we are. And why are we? Because we keep on making the same mistakes time and time again. It's, it's, we, we, this thing, we could actually just play the podcast at the weekend and we'll keep on talking about the same things and we'll just keep on repeating it and repeating it and if the Celtic board are sitting there going sitting on their hands like this like, let's, let's sit on our hands like this and go hey, that's fine it's okay uh, we're, we're, we're going, to, going to a cup final then they may as well shut the top tier next season they may as well if they keep on going any longer they may as well just shut the top tier because, it, because there is an absolute meltdown coming and it's no me, it's taking absolute meltdown just now. Uh, but <laughs> And also as well, if they didn't actually come up with a decent refund package for lawyers who have paid or whatever have paid for a season tickets, if they let this go on any longer, they may as well get they may as well shut the, the north the top of the north stand and the whole top of tier next season. On that positive note, on that positive note, Kevin, <laughs> moving on, Kevin McMahon, 3-1 down with 12 minutes to go and one striker. This is something that does frustrate me. And it's the same time and time again. You're chasing a win, you're chasing a draw, you're chasing something. And we're just sitting on our hands. We're not making the changes that are quite obvious to everybody. Um, you know, what interested me as well, and obviously we've seen a lot of people coming out and supporting Neil Lennon, but um, tonight's, tonight's co-commentator said the players need to find a way. The players need. To, the players are not going to find a way. The players are being coached. The players are being set up in a certain shape. They're not going to find the way here. This is what happens, and we've seen it under Ronnie Dyla, right? Then uh, the first thing that happened, uh, because obviously there was mutiny in the camp. We all know this, and it happened with a group of senior pros. Are we seeing it again? Do we need a whole new coaching regime to come in, right, and cut out all the dead wood, get the job done before we can move on? I, I fear that that's the only way we can move on from this. I think so as well. I think there's got to be a clean slate, and I'm not. I'm not sitting here coming for a, a like talking for a sense entitlement. I know how lucky we've been over the last four seasons, but. When you can say, when you come out after winning a treble, treble, and you go, by the way, I don't think this decision's going to work, given the this, given Neil Lennon the job full time. I don't think that's the way that we should be going. You have to question the decision making of, of the board at that point. And hindsight's an absolutely wonderful thing, but there was a lot of people after the cup final says they could see this coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that, saying to you, Kevin, I didn't think he was a man for the job at the time. Because for me, I don't know what he's done outside of Celtic that suggests that if he was still the manager of Hibs, that he'd have went knocking on Leanne Dempster's door and said, we need a manager, can we get Lennon? He would, for me, he would have never been anywhere near the job if it wasn't for the fact that he, was, he didn't have a job at the, at the time. The thing- and, the, and the fact that... It, like, um, and the fact that uh, he knew Glasgow and he knows a player. Which really? was which was the seemingly was requisite for not even having an interview for the job. 
And when we look at it, Kevin, when we look at the situation as we are in, he has been given a job and I know you go back because that was your view because we shared that on the, on the podcast uh, absolutely no doubt about it but the, the task in hand as we see it um, is around where we are just now so Steve McGonigal players are cheating the fans big time and Kennedy should be out um, I think you know we're in a situation at the moment where I think we all agree certainly on the on tonight's show that if there's going to be a change you need to you need a change right across the board and I think that um, a lot of people are fearful of what happens if you bring in a new manager um, so looking at a, a point being raised by Dean Anderson on YouTube it will take a new manager weeks to implement his ideas but what also happens Dean is often when a manager comes in a new regime a new culture uh, comes in that instantly there is a change in attitude and the players who maybe have issues with Neil Lennon or the players that Neil Lennon has had an issue with in the past now feel that they can prove themselves to a new manager the ones that have maybe been on autopilot also feel that they need to prove themselves to the new gaffer so although the long term ideas will take long to uh, a long time to implement I think that when you're going into big games like let's, let's look at the 20th of December for example and the Rangers game coming up Sometimes a manager can actually breathe life into a squad which is um, sitting really in a stale, in a stalemate at the moment. They need re-energised. I don't think Neil Lennon and his coaching staff can do that. Um, they really are in a, in a malaise at the moment, and the only way to spark them out of that is through change. We're coming off the back of a 4-1 European hiding tonight. How does Neil Lennon and his team, Colin, um, g up the team for the weekend's game? Because I mean. Ross County will be smelling blood. Every team that's playing us at the moment will be smelling blood. We're only a few points ahead of Aberdeen and Hibs in the league. So, you know, people keep reminding me, but we've got these games in hand. I, by, by the way, the way we're playing, there's no guarantee we're going to get wins in these games in hand. So when we're looking at it, Colin, we've spoken about it time and time and time again. Um, I think everybody on the show might be tired of me saying we need to make a change. Is it going to happen? Does tonight make any difference whatsoever? We're getting further and further into the habit of losing games. That's a bad habit to be in. We're in it. For me, if he wasn't Neil Lennon, he'd have been out the door already. I think there's still a sentiment to the fact that Neil Lennon was a, a captain. He was a, a fan favourite when he was here and that he'd done the job that he'd done beforehand. I think there's far too much sentimental value put on that and it probably... It probably affects the way that some fans think about Lennon right now because if it was any other manager on a run like this at the minute, he would be out the door. But see, realistically, he's going to be in the dugout come Sunday because for whatever reason, the board think he can still do a job. Sorry, on you go, Kevin. At least Ross County haven't got a part-time electrician up front that can score five goals over two games against us, (laughs) But the thing, again, I, I thought the the interview, well done to the, the podcast, uh, Glasgow's Green Pod, for getting an interview with Kelvin Wilson. I think it's great when podcasts get interviews with ex-players. It's brilliant. You get an insight into the club, into the workings of the manager, etc. But uh, unfortunately, Kelvin Wilson took the opportunity to... to more or less slate Lenny for some of his methods and Paul Patrick picks up on that via um, his YouTube um, ID that Kelvin Wilson interview talking about Lennon not working on shape or doing much analysis it seems like nothing has changed since he left I mean you would hope that uh, obviously he has gained experience since then uh, and that Lenny Mark II is a different beast Um, do you think anything has changed since the first time around? It doesn't look that way. It looks like he's been struggling with... uh, What what did he say when he came in? He says, 
it was like getting the keys to a Rolls Royce. That's what he says when he replaced Brendan Rodgers. It was like getting the keys to a Rolls Royce. Well, he hasn't half crashed it, eh? He's actually wrapped it around a lamppost, eh? Um, it's like the front cover he'd be here now. It is, aye. The, the Rolls Royce is in the swimming pool. It seems like that, but that's that's what the dressing room looks. That, that's what the dressing room looks like just now. Mm. You've got Jeremy Fringpong on Tinder. You've got uh, Ryan Christie texting Stuart Armstrong to see what the property prices are like in Southampton. You've got French Eddie with headphones on listening to the soundtrack of Lahaine. and like they just don't care. Eh? They're not bothered. And you've you've probably got Neil Lennon sitting there, standing there, ranting and raving, and nobody listening to him. Nobody well, taking any notice. See, the thing is, the point was made there about Kelvin Wilson talking about Lennon um, doing shape training and, well, sorry, his lack of shape training. It was only a couple of weeks ago when he came out and he said, uh, that, was a, that was the best point that's been made tonight, Kevin. Um, I just thought that was a sound in my head. I wasn't sure <laughs> it was coming from any of your microphones. But when you, when you looked at what Lennon said a couple of weeks ago, it was... Um, we we looked at the game for the first time in in ages. We, we look back at the game. That backs up exactly what Kelvin Wilson said. He's not changed. That's, That's a big concern, something. Colin. It's a big concern. Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing here is that, um, you know, we, we laugh at people who come out and say Celtic have never had a challenge. How would they going to react under a challenge? We laughed at that. It became a meme. Um, and I know how that feels. But we haven't reacted well to this challenge this season. And we're imploding. We're imploding at an alarming rate. And the only way to change that emotion is by making the change. Um, it, you know, you could pr- bring in Barkas for Bain. You can, you know, you could drop Brown and, and bring in and Cham. You could, you can make any personnel changes. You could play two up the front. You can play three at the back, bring back Duffy. Listen, once something's set in, once the rot is set, it's not going to change. You need to make a bigger change in that. Now, Richard Coleman makes the point via YouTube. Uh, Sutton tweet tonight, Jesus, that's embarrassing. I've not seen it, Richard. Share it with us. Let's see what the reaction is. We are, uh, we are busy here broadcasting live, so I'm not sure what's happening. I'm not sure what the downfall is on Twitter, Colin. I'm not sure if you can tell us any think, more than that. I think that's literally what he said. Jesus, that's embarrassing. Did he? Oh, I thought it was. I thought the tweet was embarrassing. Oh, that's what he said. Um, Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to um, go back to back European games and get um, hammered four one. As Kevin quite rightly said, no disrespect, part time players etc. I'll tell you what they schooled us. They absolutely schooled us. A couple of players in there that would walk into Celtic team based on the two games we've seen, Um, and I think that we've got a lot of. A lot of fans who are fearful of the change. They're fearful of the change. If we make a, a managerial change at this season, oh, there's no guarantees. Well, I tell you what is guaranteed. The malaise that we're in at the moment will not change. That is a guarantee. We've seen it long enough. Maybe Colin was premature after the Ferenc Varos game. Time will tell, but perhaps he was right. We thought he was premature because he was disappointed after the European result. Anthony comes on uh, from four, Tim's in a pod and says it after the Rangers game. He was criticised. I said it after or during the Aberdeen game. I was criticised. How long do we go on? Kevin, you're of the, the belief that no change will be made. Surely that's a dereliction of duty. If you're watching the car crash happen and you're, you're just as bad as the manager if you don't make the change. I think the Dela Ripson of duty is a two Champions Leagues in nine years when you've had basically six free hits at it. I think a Dela Ripson of duty is the only part of the business model that actually works is the selling of players. 
I mean, we're, we're going to go into January and you, you could probably name six players that can leave in January, no problem, who would want to leave in January now unless a change is made. And even then, they might still want to leave in January, depending, depending on, like... You, you look at that chance that Eddie missed tonight, and he, as soon as he got as soon as he got that knock, he was like, "I'm coming off." You knew he was coming off because he just hasn't got the heart for it. Well, that, that's just my opinion. He, he, he just he doesn't look like that he's got the heart for it. And I mean, this is I mean, it's typical Celtic. He looks like we're self-imploding for for an absolute position of power mega strength I know um, but you... no, no, no remember we were actually talking about the Espanolification of Rangers Jesus we're becoming a Spaniel the, the, the rate of knots that we're sliding a Spaniel was that not a dog now dog, six, yeah. 65 minutes in <laughs> and the bold Eddie misses a fantastic chance it was a well worked chance I think it was a pivotal moment of the game but we need to show more character than that that's just that, that could merely be a disappointment as we're chasing and we're 2-1 behind but it, it turned out to be a turning point in the game because it's at that point like you say Kevin first opportunity I'm off I'm away for a shower and we know what happens in the showers at Celtic you know people get offered jobs and all sorts but Eddie's offski uh, 65 minutes is he chucking it I mean I thought in the first half we're seeing a wee bit of the Eddie of old we did uh, that goal that goal definitely uh, you saw Eddie of old but as I says on Monday he scored that goal that'll get shown on the highlights packages and that's what his agent will show to clubs this is what this guy can do so he's done his job for tonight doesn't matter that we've went down doesn't matter that we've got beat 4-1 doesn't matter that he's missed that sitter he's still had that bit of brilliance that that will, will get on his move now we've had a message coming through from Facebook uh, how can anyone be scared of change now I subscribe to that 100% mm -hmm. um, it's surely going to be better than what's been served up in the last nine games Colin should a change be made and if so what is the change <laughs> what is the change you yep. get a new manager in ah, who, but who? who should it be yep. why, sh why should that be left to the fans to make the decision why should the fans have to come up with the ideas for this board the board's getting paid more than enough money to have a, a plan in place that they, they should know that when someone is leaving or someone has to depart uh, the club, they should know who's ready to come in right away. I see this argument, and you've said it on here before. They keep getting asked who replaces them, who replaces them, who replaces them. Why is that a fan's thing to say? We could, I could name anybody that's out of a job at the minute. I could give you Eddie Howe, I could say Marco Silva, I could say um, anybody else that's out there that's unemployed at the minute. But it's up to Celtic to make the decision. It's not up to the fans to come up with the ideas. And I they fear did. that. I fear that decision. Sorry for jumping in there, Paul. I fear that decision. I really do. I fear what they'll do next. That that's a worrying indictment of the Celtic board. Then, if you've got season ticket holders fearing for the decision that could be made, knowing that the decision has to be made, but fearful that the the wrong decision is going to be made, that for me is a, is a really really bad indictment of where we are as a football club. Um, and all I, I keep getting reminded of is um, what we've got to look forward to: our quadruple treble, and uh, we're still going for ten in a row. We've lost one domestic game in this calendar year. If and we've seen this in the past where a manager has to be removed um, and the coaching staff's removed and we've seen it Kevin in the past where 
people internally take the reins until we get a manager in. Uh, Jog VY on YouTube is suggesting as such. We've got some um, coaches that are currently coaching kids. I mean, would they do a worse job? It depends what kind of respect that, you've, that, that they've got in the, the changing room. I've been impressed with Darno D when he's been the co-commentator on the Celtic TV on the, the Paradise Pass. Um, he seems to have a decent knowledge of the tactical side of the game and he's pointed out a few things that the guys sitting on the bench didn't they seem to sort out. Um, again, it's a step in. Here we go. What, what actually might happen is if there is any change, I, I fully expect to see Scott Brown on the coaching staff with whoever that we bring in. If it even if, even if it is a temporary measure, I fully expect to see Scott Brown on the coaching staff. Right. I mean, listen, a change needs to be happening because to spark us out of the, the current rut that we're in, um, as I say, it won't matter if you change the goalie. It won't matter if you bring back Duffy. It doesn't matter about personnel. No. Um, you might start stringing a few results together, but this is deeper than that, isn't it? I mean, you don't go from the standards and the heights that we've set to the last nine games, which have been absolutely um, astonishingly bad. Now, David J. Lee, 67, Sutton tweet hard for Lennon to see this out after that. That. Now he's done a massive U-turn there, is he not, Chris Sutton? Of course he has. The ship's gone up the Clyde. I'm listening to that, uh, or Stoughton, because his siren's gone off, reversing that much there. I mean, uh, we, we all know if, if if it wasn't Neil Lennon, Chris Sutton would have been want, wanting the Celtic manager hung for the rooftops. If you, look at it, if you look at it in the way that he treated Ronnie Dyler, and yeah. the way that he's treated Neil Lennon, Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable that it's taken this long for him to look at it. And you were speaking there about it, perhaps potentially McManus and O'Day coming in and taking the team for the weekend for the cup tie. You could have Fran Alonso, the women's manager, come in and take that game at the weekend. It doesn't matter as though if it's not going to be the next person that's taking the job. The, the thought already has to be who's going to be the next permanent manager. We can't let it rumble on. The change has to be made and it has to be made quickly so that we can start rebuilding from the the ground zero that we're at Ground zero. It's a good point, actually, because at the moment we're just trundling along, Colin. There is no signs. There's no signs that this is going to change. I keep asking people on the show, what's your best 90 minutes that you've seen Celtic playing this season? Everybody, to a man, um, struggles to give me 90 minutes where Celtic have performed well. 90 minutes. We've not done it for a full game. It was that Aberdeen game that got uh, postponed because of COVID. That was the greatest 90 minutes I've seen this season. <laughs> but see, this is another thing, Kevin. I mean, you, you, that's been used, obviously, by Martin O'Neill in the last week. Blame Bolly, blame COVID, don't blame Lennon. I'm sorry, but that's an absolute nonsense. These are mitigating factors that, as a club, with the strength of squad that we have, we need to have the strength of character to overcome that. Yeah, it's not great to have more injuries than other people. It's not great to have more COVID casualties than other teams. But we need to overcome it. And surely we've got a strong enough squad to overcome it. Do we have the character to overcome it? doesn't look like it. So that is where we're coming from. And I don't want to continue to repeat myself. Everybody that tunes in knows my feelings on uh, the current situation. Can I just say something as well? The board have got a duty to care, a duty of care to Neil Lennon. We all know Lennon's history with depression and all that. The board have got a duty of care for that man's personal health as well. So that's another reason why they've got to make a look at, have a look at 
really think about the decisions they're actually making. I've seen a man on, on... No, you're right. I, before I go on to my point, uh, Stephen Forbes is updating us. Empire crumbling for Celtic, says Michael Stewart. I always think, no, neither do I, but I, I always think that Michael Stewart's a, a balanced pundit. Um, I do, I do, and the game is Scottish football. Feel that he is, he get, he provides a balanced view. I know that he's a marmite character, but I think he's right. I think he's absolutely right. Um, so the only way to change that is to change the empire. That's the only way you can change it. Um, and you don't change the goalie, you don't change the centre-half. It's, it's much deeper than that. Uh, Robert Scullion, love the avatar. Uh, rest in peace, Diego. Uh, H2 on aggregate is embarrassing. It's not Bayern or Man City we played. That is how far we have dropped, Robert. That's how far we have dropped in a very, very short space of time. Uh, and everybody on this show knows exactly what needs to be done. The Green Brigade know exactly what needs to be done. Let's flip this a wee bit. Colin, do you think Neil Lennon will take the decision? No, no, I don't see him taking that decision. Does he, the, Do you not think he, he realises he's defeated here? He can't turn this around. No, I don't think he personally thinks that he's got... He's, he's out of his depth. And I can understand why he thinks he doesn't think he's out of his depth because he probably has the most belief in himself. He believes that he can do it which is a great characteristic to have when you're not actually out of your depth in the situation that he's in. He's living the dream. He's managing his boyhood heroes. There was no chance that he would want to step down. He would, I think he's going to have to be removed from his post. He won't step down. He can't get out his head that he can't take this team forward. Kevin, sorry, when you looked at Neil Lennon tonight, um, one of the, the criticism of Neil Lennon was that his demeanour was different. He, he didn't look as though he was involved in the game. He wasn't there giving instructions. He wasn't animated. Um, and I'm not talking about the Lenny of old. It was almost as if he was passive. I mean, we've seen it at Pataudry, the 3-3 game. We scored a third goal. He's sitting with the arms crossed. We saw that. Um, that changed. It changed against Leo. It changed tonight. But I do feel as though that change isn't a sea change. It's one guy. You know, it's one guy f- fighting against it because he doesn't have the team behind him. He doesn't have the coaching squad behind him. And that's why I'm asking Colin a question. Will the realisation um, finally occur to, to Neil Lennon on that plane back from Prague? They're not in it with me here. I need to walk. What do you think, Kev? I thought it should have, it should have came in uh, that on the way back down from Aberdeen. Uh, when the free each games when, when the when his team didn't see out the game. I thought he had to look at the dressing room at that point and say to himself, can I still get a tune from the, those players? And at that point, I says, no, he can't. Right, we had a wee bit of a bounce. We, we, we had a, the Aberdeen Cup tie and the Leal away game, and it looked like he had maybe turned it round. But the, the problems are running far too deep now. And... Uh, it's it's so to watch. It's so to watch. And for us being Celtic fans, and for all that entails, and for all the romance and the sentiment sentiment that that, that entails, eh? It's re- it's it's like going back to seeing Tommy again that night at Ibrox when we got put out with Falkirk, and you just knew it was over at that point for, for Tommy. Couldn't he do anything more? And that's where I was at Aberdeen. We knew. I was at that point, and I'm actually feeling sorry for Neil. Really, really sorry for Neil. And that's, didn't get me wrong. The players deserve massive blame in this as well. 
hundred percent. But we know we know it doesn't yeah. work like that, Kevin. We know, know we can know. we can criticise them, but you're in a situation where if half a dozen of your first team players are not playing for the gaffer, it's the gaffer who has to go. And you're absolutely right. It does look like that. It does look like that. I've seen quite a lot of comments coming through. I think Stephen James one eight seven makes a point. Neil Lennon will walk after this. I actually think there's more chance of Lenny walking than I'm getting the sack, Colin. You're shaking I, your head there. I, I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think Neil Lennon. I mean, if if you believe everything that he's come out and seen, only two weeks ago he turned around and says, "I don't understand why anybody would consider me to get the sack." I don't think he understands that he is out of his depth. People saying he walked away before. He went through what he went through when he was the manager the first time round, and he came through it incredibly, right? But this season, he's just not going to walk away. I, if if it was me and I'm in that position, I would walk away. I, I know for the good of the team, I'm not good enough to be the manager of that side. But I, I don't see Lennon having that mentality about him. And what what is actually concerning for me is we're coming up for nearly an hour after the game and we've not actually heard from him. We've not heard you expect from him. him you expect him to dial in like? You want me to email him? Aye, just, just get him in, but he's not face to press. Right. He's not come out and had a, a post Well, hopefully interview. hopefully he's going through the team, Colin, because they're letting him down to a man, they're letting him down. But are um, they listening? No, they're Did not. They listen to him? No, they're not. This so, is the thing. Stephen James makes the point. I feel sorry for Neil Lennon. So do I. Right now, the, the result tonight hasn't been based on a group of fans or the Green Brigade or or people turning on on Neil Lennon. It's not nothing to do with that. It's down to the players, and and they've not reacted. Now Neil Lennon comes out and he has criticised them after the Ferenc Varos game. He's criticised them after the last um, game against the opposition this evening. But he's not getting a reaction. Sometimes a manager comes out calling and he'll throw them under a bus because certain people react to that. Other ones don't. Other ones go in the huff. It's all about the way that that individual is and it's, that's man management. And that's something that Neil Lennon has been praised for, his man management ability. Um, I think there comes a point where Neil Lennon needs to look at himself and say, I don't have the buy-in here. I don't have the buy-in of the coaching staff or a number of the players at my disposal. And maybe it is best now for Lennon to walk because if the if the club aren't going to make that decision, we are sleepwalking into a situation this season where we're chasing for third alongside Aberdeen and Hibs. How can you disagree with that? If you look in current form, in the form table, we are rock bottom towards the bottom of the table. We're, we're really poor. I'm looking at some of the comments coming in. Apparently Lennon has now done his conference saying we didn't deserve to lose the game 4-1. Things just aren't going for us at the moment. You can't keep saying things aren't going for us. Luck will change. There's been this, there's been COVID. There's, it's just excuse after excuse after excuse. We said before the game that they came out this week and they've said, oh, we're together, we're a squad. We we really, we're, we, we back the manager. We, we can turn this around. Like, come on. Do it on the park, let's see it. It's birthday care rubbish, ain't it? It's yes. Just, uh, just cliched birthday care rubbish that, that they see in press conferences, eh? Well, there's definitely um, a, 
a nature about the, the comments that they're, they're almost forced. They're almost forced because we're not seeing it on the pitch. So you see the players coming out, Scott Brown uh, coming in about talking about um, keeping it together and there's a togetherness. You see the same message coming out from Neil Lennon and also from Callum McGregor. Martin O'Neill comes out, gives an interview to an ex-writer of the Celtic View. I mean, it's all staged. It's contrived. It's a, it's a charm offensive. There's, there's loads wrong at that club at the moment. And uh, we need to start making the changes. Why would we not make the change at this stage? Is it through fear of what might happen if we don't make the change? It's maybe because they haven't got a plan B. They, they, they haven't, as has proved in the past, when they, when they appointed Neil and they said they didn't even speak to any other managers, they haven't been progressive enough and thought about the future, thought about this point. Well, thought this point was ever going to come. And that's, that, that's a deliration of duty. It's arrogance. It is arrogance, it's incompetence. And if that is the case and they don't have a plan B, I mean, Colin, you made the call after the Ferenc Varos game. I says, I thought you were premature at that time. You've been proven right. I came round to the, the thinking um, at Pataudry at half time and I said exactly the same. Are they going to wait until January? By which time that there's such a, a deep rooted issue in, uh, in the squad that it, it is it cannot be turned around. I'm already thinking that that's the case just now. How do you pick that team up to face Ross County? How do you do it? You. I don't think you can. T- to be honest with you, even whether we were on this great run or we weren't, that team that played tonight, there's very few of them I would have picked for the game against Ross County at the weekend. I- I- that's a game where you want to bring in guys like Mikey Johnson, who's back in training, guys like Karamoko Dembele that you've not seen a lot of this season, is Malasoro. Uh, I don't know what the situation is with Turnbull, whether he could come back at the weekend or not. But guys like that that we've been saying aren't getting minutes, that's the kind of game you want to throw them in for. But now you're kind of sitting in a situation where if you lose that game and he's still the manager, there's absolutely, I mean, there's probably absolutely no way coming back right now. But that that that's it, surely. That would be your Inverness. That would be the game that got rid of Barnes. Mm, I know, and we spoke about that as well, didn't we? The game that got rid of Barnes, the game that got rid of Mowbray. This isn't a one game. This isn't a knee-jerk reaction after a 2-2 Easter Road. This is a collection of games. This is the entire season. So when people continually come up with stats about, yeah, we're going for 12 domestic trophies in a row, we've only lost one uh, domestic game in the calendar year, etc., etc. Well, I'm sorry, you're walking about with your eyes closed and your fingers in your ears if you can't see that that team tonight, that we're absolutely torn apart by an average European side um, have got serious issues and Neil Lennon can't turn it around. Yeah, I do feel sorry for him, but um, you know, I would expect a change and I said it last week, I expected a change. When's a change going to be made? Um, we didn't play badly enough to lose 4-1. Right? Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. And you know what? Bain almost sold the jerseys five minutes before he did. Um, you know, that last goal, that 4-1 goal, that, that's embarrassing. You see it, it's just a clearance right through the middle. Uh, Bain comes out, he's, he's caught napping, and it's just embarrassing. At this level, we have to do better. And under the current management, we're not going to. I feel as though we're going to continue to go around in circles on this one tonight, gentlemen. Um, I think we're all under the same view that uh, we need to make a change. We're all very doubtful that that change is going to be made. We've had some incredible um, feedback tonight from um, our audience in Facebook, uh, Twitter, and also uh, on the YouTube channel. So, 
when, when we look at that, uh, the feedback, we can't get through every single comment, unfortunately, but thanks for getting involved. Um, I think the people who should be watching their own time, who are coming on and commenting on our feed, really are quite tragic. So uh, welcome to the show. Uh, rest assured, you will all be blocked by this time tomorrow. But uh, all that's left for me to say is thank you very much, Colin Watt and Kevin Graham, for joining me once again on a Celtic State of Mind. Thank you, guys. Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.